Welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I'm Dan, and over there shaking his head and giving him, shaking what his mama gave him is Charlie. Charlie, say hello to everyone. That wasn't another butt joke, was it? No, no, I was talking about your big head this time. Oh, that your mom did. That your mom did give you. You didn't get no butt. I didn't get no butt. No, Again, you make. We just keep bringing that up. I guess I brought <laughs> it up this time. That's my. Fault. You you make up with, for it with giant melon though, so you're okay. Giant melon, big beard, tiny it's hands. A, what is with the tiny hand thing? I still don't get the joke. That one I don't know 100 percent yet. I don't understand that one 100 percent either. But um, I'm, like, I'm like six foot five almost 300 pounds these hands aren't tiny <laughs> they i guess they're not as big as people expect them for your frame i guess is the point sure let's go with that uh why are Mine we are on tiny. this hi everybody uh mine's tiny I know, you look at do that have thing. you do have tiny hands that's all right it makes everything else look bigger so <laughs> everyone welcome to this week's episode First and foremost, we would like to uh, congratulate Charlie and Nate on getting out the first episode of Give Me Back My Horror Movies. If you haven't listened to it yet, um, well, it's the episode right before this on the same exact feed. Yep. Go back and listen to that. So, Charlie, good job on that, guys. It, it was entertaining. I'm not a horror fan, but I do need to check out that movie because it sounded interesting. It's one that I would count that people need to see. I mean, even even if you like some of the later movies, you know, like Underworld, Blade, stuff like that, Near Dark is one that you really need to watch. But uh, no, we had a blast on that one. I just want to see Paxton. Worth it for Paxton, hundred yeah. percent. Worth it for Paxton. I want to see it for that. So, yep. All right, so you have another one of those coming out. Uh, should be next week. Yeah. As you're listening, as this drops. As this one drops, it'll be will be on a weekly schedule. So starting with this episode, every Tuesday, a new episode is going to drop. Uh, this month being October, you will get the Halloween special of Give Me Back My Horror Movies, followed by the Halloween special of Give Me Back My Action Movies. And we have special guests for both episodes. We do have a, do we have a guest for, for this one? Did you yes. tell me that? You yes, may have I told did. me that. I did. I've been hit. I, I've hit my head a lot as a, yep. uh, as, a as a young man. It, I mean, I could say one thing, but it, I guess it gives it away. It's our one and only returning. Well, no, not one and only. Our, we have a returning guest that's not Nate. Okay, so Sludge. <laughs> sludge is coming. <laughs> I gave Sludge the option to of uh, the two movies, and Dan, you're going. Even though you're, I'm making you watch this one that we're getting ready to do. We'll announce it you know, on the group. Um, be glad I didn't have you watch the one that we're actually doing for the horror movie. Uh, and I, I have actually, to- I, I, okay. So I know which one we're doing for both of them. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. The one for the horror movie sounded so bad that I kind of was interested in it. Um, so I'll listen to the episode, listen to the episode. Uh, and our guest for that one is we're bringing on Pete from good beer, bad movie. Yeah. I, he needs to be on that one and i invited him before we all watched the movie because this is another cold watch we none of us had seen it mm-hmm. um so this is kind of like hellbound where we go in blind um i watched it the other night and i'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it so. speaking of hellbound and blind <laughs> if you it, it, 
If you guys don't get that reference, you need to listen to that episode. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. Well, talking about going into movies cold, I've never seen this movie, Showdown in Little Tokyo. So, as people know, as we're doing this show, I'm I'm trying to hit all of our classic action movie heroes and actors. Not so much every single movie. But, you know, we've done Chuck Norris, Stallone, Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I was I told Dan, I was like, you know, I know we did uh, uh, Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that caught a lot of later guys, but I was like, we haven't done Dolph yet. I was like, I really want to do a Dolph movie. And Dan's like, what's, what's that one that you're always on about? And I'm like, I don't know. There's like three or four. Which one are we talking about? And I'm rattling off stuff like Red Scorpion, I Come in Peace, you know, all these other things. He goes, no, 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 not that one. It's another one that you were just talking about the other day. I'm like, Showdown in Little Tokyo? He goes, yep, never seen it. And I'm like, shut up. You've never seen Showdown in Little Tokyo? And he's like, no, never seen it. I'm like, well, we're doing it. So I'm going to go ahead and go out and say, Rob, I'm sorry over at Action Drunkies. I know they just did this episode like a month ago when this drops, but Dan hasn't seen this. So it got bumped up in the rotation. Yeah, uh, I I had never. Yes. A and it has two of our, you know, kind of uh, guiding lights. Oh, with yeah. Al. Al's in this. Al, Al is in this. And uh, so is Gerald. Gerald, Gerald Akamura is in this. So they're both in that. So it's, I'm like, all right, well, you know, well, when I saw, I, I, you know, I, I saw that they were both in it and I'm watching and watching and Al, I guess, was never credited, but, uh, you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, there he is. He's uh, a thuggy. He's, he's one of the he randos is, back he, there. You see him twice and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And then Gerald, he's only in the one scene. Yeah. But I got to say for Gerald's one scene. He, he got to actually do some acting and I yeah, really it, enjoy that scene. Yeah. His line was, ah, <laughs> so Gerald ends up being, um, uh, Lee, uh, Al's role from lethal weapon, but he's in this one as the torturer with electricity. So there's, there's a running theme with those guys. But the other good thing about this movie is we also get two high end actors for the actions genre and that's Dolph Lundgren, as we said, and Brandon Lee. Yeah. So Brandon, obviously a lot of, you know, um, he was killed on the, the, the shoot for the crow. He only actually made at sea, like a handful of movies. Yeah. He did. Um, let's see a TV movie. He, his first actual like film movie was called legacy of rage. That was back in 86. Then he did another TV movie. He did one he was uncredited for, another TV movie. And then his actual first theatrical film yeah. was called Laser Mission, 1989. After that, mm-hmm. he did this, Showdown Little Tokyo, yep. then Rapid Fire, and then The Crow. Yeah. Um, he is in the video, he is in Sex, Lies, and Video Violence. It's some kind of a, a, a video that's out. I don't know. It's just, it's what's credited uh, in 2000 is when that came out. So yeah, I guess it's some type of archive footage. Archives or clips or something that may have never been seen or something like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, so he did this in 91 and then was killed in 94. So 
not a lot of um, movies to pull from. No, but uh, Rapid Fire is, again, a fantastic movie and one that we will have to talk about because one of his favorite on uh, on screen fights is with Al Leong at the end or close to the end of Rapid Fire. Mm. And I, I adore that movie. I mean, this guy was on a rocket ship to the top. I mean, he did this one, then Rapid Fire, and then The Crow. The Crow was huge. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, he, he had a career ahead of him with now, no, granted, no end to it. Granted, like, uh, so I've seen Rapid Fire, but it was, oh, God, forever ago. Um, I saw The Crow mm-hmm. in the theater. Uh, I had never seen this. So How based did this on... this one get past you? That's confusing me. Well, I... I don't know, but <laughs> simple, simple answer. I don't, I don't know. I have no, experience. I don't know, but after watching it, Brandon Lee is not a good actor. He, he, he was not a good actor. He, a lot of the same facial expressions he made when he would respond to Dolph Lundgren in this was the same exact thing. He just, he was not a very good actor. He could do all the fight scenes, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think. From this to the crow, I think his acting improved quite a bit. Well, he didn't have, a and lot that was to only like crow. <laughs> that was only like two or three years in time yeah. frame. You know? So, so yeah, I think but, he could have he could have been a better actor for sure. I mean, later I, I, if he'd had if he'd had more experience. I think that's what it is. That's what it ha- he just didn't have the background yet, and. Yeah. Again, uh, there's been a conversation among a lot of the action guys that we have to like break it down as it's not always the actor's fault. It can just be crappy writing. And I, this movie kind of falls underneath that too. This is not great writing um, for this movie. It's a lot of, I love one-liners and wisecracks and stuff like that, but he's also trying to play up this Valley dude kind of uh, role that he's doing. Mm-hmm. and um yeah i i yeah i agree he wasn't a great actor as in you know how he says his line delivers his lines and things like that but as an action star i mean we all love jean-claude van damme we all i mean we all love dolph lundgren too i mean come on there have you seen Masters of the Universe? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, I've seen it. Not unfortunately, stop it. That was not a disparaging remark I was trying to make. That movie was horrible. It was just how Dolph thought Co- in the movie. Co- compared to what it could have been, it was not good. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give yeah, you that. But it could it's still have been an enjoyable, much, much better. It's still an enjoyable movie in my book. So this movie, <laughs> Dolph, I... I I will say he was better in this movie than I expect him to be. Yeah. He's better in this movie than, than I expect him to be. I think this Brandon movie was, was it, not as good. I was hoping he'd be better, but eh, it is what it is. I, I felt like this movie was kind of like right in Dolph's wheelhouse, though, because he actually does study and practice the martial arts. You know, he's very well-spoken. You know, I mean, he's a, Chemical he's a smart en- man. He's a chemical engineer, for God's sakes. Yeah, he you turned know? down a uh, a scholarship to go to MIT, so he's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he was smart. I'm gonna go make money with my muscles. That's pretty smart in my book. Yeah, I can't. He if I look like this. golf, yeah, I would. I would have done that. He's got more of an ass than you do. So we, we this saw movie, that. Yeah, yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah. I have no point of reference. <laughs> so this movie, everyone. First of all, everyone takes their shirt off in this movie. All the cast take their shirt off at one time. At, at some time. Yes, but one of them is a fake. Well, yes, Tia Carrera, they shot it from behind, so obviously that was a fake. But all the actors are shirtless at some time in this movie. Yes. That's first and foremost. Second of all, for you out there that are listening to this, I'm sure you've seen the original Mortal Kombat. And the man that played Shang Tsung, Carrie, had, uh, I'm, if I butcher Just say Carrie Tagawa. Carrie Tagawa. Yeah, Don't yeah, even yeah. say the middle part. Hiroki. I'm going to try it. Hiroki Tagawa. Anyway, he, yeah, so he's the main bad guy in this. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Tia Carrera. I didn't know she did anything but Wayne's World. So that's uh, interesting. She was in this. Um, but the person that kind of blew my mind was uh, Tashihiro Obata. And he was the kind of yep. the right hand man for uh for shang sun and in this Mm -hmm. and he is better known as uh what's the character's name tatsu Tatsu in the teenage mutant ninja turtle movies yes the bald Uh, guy following around master shredder yeah the one that uh that uh, casey jones whips the shit out of casey jones (laughs) but yeah he, he makes it into both movies doesn't he he does. He's in, he's in, he's in he was in both one. those movies. Uh, he was in Demolition Man. He was in The he Shadow. Was, he was a cryocon. I saw mm-hmm. that looking up his stuff because I want. I, I I had that in my notes that I was going to be like, "Hey, do you did you see the the biggest '90s reference we could ever hope to have?" And it was yeah, it was uh, Tatsu Tatsu, and he was also in the movie Black Rain, which if you've not seen that one, that's, that's the Michael one. Douglas one. Douglas, right? yeah. Yep. Um, so that is the majority of the big cast that you would recognize. Um, another face that I did recognize in it was, uh, uh, Vernie Watson. She played the coroner. She also oh, played yeah. Will, Will Smith's mom and on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yep. Well, so when I recognized her. I went, Oh, wait, I know who that is. So we're, we're playing a little bit of who's that, who's that actor. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw one at you. Philip Tan. He was yes. Tanaka. He was the club owner. Mm-hmm. What movie have you seen him in? Uh, he. And the second I say it, you'll be like, oh, that's right. Now, he's been in quite a bit because he's one of those guys that's like, I know that he, face. He's a, he's a big stunt guy. He does a lot of stunt work. He is. He is the. Uh, he was in Batman. He was in the Batman? Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, as he might have been. I'm going with uh, Lethal Weapon 4. He's the guy that Mel Gibson chases over top of the rooftops, who ends up that he only worked at the uh, Chinese restaurant. And he asked him what the specials were. And then Chris Rock is smacking him around. He's going to, I'm going to call Johnny Cochran. (laughs) He fights for me. That's Philip Tan. That's Philip Tan. That's hilarious. (laughs) I'll call Johnny Cochran. I know, now I'm kind of going to look up stuff. He was in Kung Pao Enter the Fist, which is fantastic. Yep. Uh, what else was he in? It's, uh, it's all kinds of good stuff. I love yeah, when these guys, 
when these guys show up in movies, it's now my new favorite thing. Oh, I guess we can go ahead and say how awesome of a day I had this surf past ninjas. Saturday. Yeah, surf Sorry, he was also That's in Surf right. Ninjas. I remember him as Surf Ninjas. And Tango and Cash? Oh, man. Yeah, he's killing it. All right. Yep. All right. All right. I'm going to stop looking at the stuff. But he uh, was killing yeah. it. Yeah, he was he's killing some good it. stuff. But uh, last week was Aliong's birthday, September That's 30th. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm not friends with him, but you know you can tag people in Facebook, and if the name lights up blue, potentially they'll see it. So I did mm-hmm. a post in the group, a hey, you know, happy birthday, Aliong. Everybody give, you know, everybody give him ten Aliongs today, and did a little gift from him uh, in Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. He responded. I saw that. I was. It was. It just says thanks. And Jackie's like, that's not his real account. And I was like, no, it is because it's the a, it's the one I've sent a friend request to. B, Gerald is friends with him. It's verified. Yeah. Um, I'm like, no, Al just said thank you to us. So one step closer, <laughs> one step closer, <laughs> sir, to have Al on the show. On the show. Well, belated happy birthday, Al. On on this time on audio. So that's it. Big, uh, okay, I was going to say Big Trouble in Little China. That's why I, I always got that confused with this movie for some reason. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe the, the little part, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so this movie came out in 91. And let me go down here to all the money stuff. I'll hit that real quick. Yep. Came out in 91, August 23rd of 91. Its budget was an estimated $8 million, and its opening weekend was $455,000. That's all it made. Gross well, worldwide was only $2,275,000. Uh, there's an explanation to it. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah, th- this movie did not make great money uh, for Warner Brothers. Um <laughs> Uh oh, as far as they were concerned when it came to uh, the box office on this one. Well, I mean, I guess now's the perfect time to talk Might about as well. it. So, yeah, this movie is 15 minutes shorter than it should be. This movie mm-hmm. was heavily edited. Uh, the studio, for whatever reason, lost faith in the movie towards wrap up. So, they hired an editor to just kind of punch up the action i mean this i think this movie is only like 77 minutes it's super fast movie um Mm -hmm. yeah so uh Uh, one hour yeah one hour 19 minutes yep yeah so they hire you know they they got it cut down a lot so you'll be watching this movie going that didn't make sense Mm -hmm. because they cut out a lot and when you watch it and know that so it also they limited the release and this is the first Dolph Lundgren movie that in several countries was a direct to VHS movie. And we're talking like Germany, Italy, stuff like that. So a lot of money that they just did a, they didn't want to put any money in marketing, which is probably why you never heard of it. Um, I watched this movie a lot later. uh, So it came out in 91. So I'm only 11. I remember renting this with Ben and that was two yeah, three reasons we rented it. We had seen The Crow, so we were going back looking for Brandon Lee stuff. Um, we heard that Tia Carrera showed her boobs, and every guy that grew up watching Wayne's World 
watched this movie except for Dan. And three, it was, Dolph, it, it was uh, Dolph Lundgren. You know, so it was like, okay, we got all these things that we like. We, we're going to rent this movie. From then on, I've, I've always watched this movie. This is, this is a yearly watch for me. Well, this film, I mean, it was a ta- Mark Last, uh, Lester was attached to it to direct it. He mm-hmm. had directed Commando and Firestarter. Yep. So you had a, a decent director attached to it. You had uh, Dolph Lundgren attached to it, mm-hmm. who was a, a big name, especially a big action name. Oh, he was huge at this point. You know, point. then. So, you know, and Brandon Lee, you know, the Lee name, obviously, you know, was going to draw. It had a lot uh, of stroke in Hollywood at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was going to draw money at that point. So it makes sense that they were going to that they they went with this project. Now, whatever happened during filming and they walked away from it, my theory is I'll get into later. But you know that all makes sense to me. And as I watch this, I go, "That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense." Well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Yeah. Well, why didn't they talk about? It? I mean, and I can infer things watching it. I'm smart enough to go all right, I get this. Yeah. Okay. I get that. But I'm like, the hell did they not? Why didn't they explain this? But that makes a lot of sense. It's also the reason that the director, Mark, uh, financed all his own movies after this. He got tired of studio interference. And now it's like, I kind of, I doubt we'll ever see it, but not because it's probably doesn't exist anymore is to see the true cut. You know, we're used to hearing like, oh, yeah, this movie was a lot longer, but we had to cut it because of the MPAA. You know, it was Mm -hmm. we had to cut violence. We had to cut all this. But this one was literally cut up because of the studio and they just turned it into a a flash in the pan action movie, which is also why they direct to videoed it. You know, and I'm telling you, this movie is not a direct to video movie, in my opinion. You know, if they would have just held out, you know, faith in the director and the film this would have been a pretty big, you know, moneymaker for them had they not messed with it and left it alone. Well, let's listen to the trailer real quick and let you guys, if you hadn't seen it based on, and obviously it's the trailer you're listening to, you're not seeing it, but listen to the trailer and, and you tell us if, if you would have seen this based on what the trailer I know sounds like. For over 400 years, they've developed their own mysterious traditions. For over 400 years, they've had a strict code of honor and unparalleled standards of respect. For over 400 years, they have terrorized the streets of Japan. Now, they want to control the city of Los Angeles. Determined to leave their mark in blood. Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee are ready for a showdown in Little Tokyo. They're two LA cops who are hungry for a little takeout. Dolph Lundgren, Brandon Lee. Showdown in Little Tokyo. All right. Well, first of all, they're ready for a little takeout. Well, most people, when they think that, think of Chinese takeout. This is Japanese, but whatever. We hey, hey, I have a question. 
Yeah. Was this 400 years ago? <laughs> 400 years 400 ago. years ago. 400 years ago. I, we get it, bro. Also, um, when a studio doesn't have faith in a movie, apparently you don't get to talk in the I trailer. I thought that too. I watched that trailer went, they didn't say a single line and they just showed him kicking ass. This is like pretty heavily like one-liner movie and nothing. Like that's just kicks and, and, and voiceover dude. Hey, voiceover mm-hmm. dude, we're going to give you $500 to do this trailer. Okay, so guess how much money we have invested in the trailer? $500 freaking dollars. Yeah, it's... <laughs> all right, so the quick synopsis of it is that uh, the Yakuza are a division of the Yakuza. 400 have, years ago. Yeah, they developed 400 years ago. They show up in L.A. now, and they're going to start transmitting uh, super meth, basically, uh, in their beer and they call it ice and LA cop Dolph Lundgren gets a new partner, LA cop, Brandon Lee, and they go and try to stop them. Yeah. That's the, the very basic wireframe of, of the thing. And in the process, they end up having to protect Tia Carrera because she knows more than what she should know. That's the very basic, uh, uh wireframe of the whole thing. Now, to get a little more in-depth, Dolph Lundgren's character is all into the Bushido Code and Japanese culture because his father uh, was an MP in the occupational forces of Japan after World War II. Yep. So, he was raised in Japan because he has the same exact origin story as Splinter. Uh, essentially, uh, a ninja comes in, kills the parents, he hits him in the face with his own sword, screws up his face, just like Splinter and, and Shredder, and then somehow he gets sent to a Japanese-American orphanage. Instead of some other family member from America finding out about this through the military channels and getting him and bringing him back, nope. he gets stuck in this, this orphanage over in Japan, yes. and that's how he now he speaks perfect Japanese, he built his own Japanese Bagoda home, he fully is 100% immersed in Japanese lore and culture and history and honor. Brandon Lee makes fun of him, calls him a samurai, son of a bitch, I think, a couple of times in the whole yeah. nines. Whereas Brandon Lee, his character is supposed to be Japanese American, I assume, even though he's Chinese American. Um, yeah. And uh, Dolph Lundgren's like, don't you know anything about your culture? He goes, my culture, I was raised in the Valley, man. I know about malls and MTV and driving up and down Mulholland Drive. I don't know anything about, you know, this culture, except the martial arts. My mother put me in there to, to show that I did have Asian heritage. So th- that's so now that you have that buddy cop kind of dynamic between those two. And it's Brendan Lee is a transfer in. So he doesn't know how little Tokyo works like Dolph Lundgren does. It's a turning on its ear kind of buddy cop scenario. What you expect is not what you get. It's similar in Tango and Cash because if I, if I describe Tango and Cash to you as their characters without telling you who played who based on, the movies I've seen up till then, I'd be like, well, yeah, Stallone's going to be the renegade and Kurt Russell's going to be the wearing the suit kind of guy. And you're like, no, 
totally opposite. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell really, Kurt Russell really felt uh, or fit that character. Oh, but it was, then Stallone, it was great. the Stallone was really a flip on that. If yeah. you have never seen Tango and Cash, and you want to know what we're talking about, watch Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I, Stallone plays kind of the same character in that. Uh, <laughs> a uh, suit cop. <laughs> full full disclosure, I haven't shared it in the group. I shared the the Steven Seagal DVD that I bought. That mm-hmm. was five Steven Seagal movies. It was five dollars, so worth I every. Think, nah, you lost your money on no, that. Worth every penny just for the post. Whether I ever stick that in the DVD or not does not matter, sir. Ugh. That just to say I own it, but I also bought um, is it eight eight comedy action movie collection with Bird on a Wire, nice uh, okay, Gibson, Goody Hawn, Cowboy Way, all right, um, Woody Harrelson and uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Renegades uh, with Kiefer Sutherland. Okay, um, that one. There's, I'm trying to think of one because I don't have it next to me, but it also has stop or my mom will shoot nice <laughs> it's like i have to buy it again it was like eight bucks and it was eight movies i was like that's a dollar a movie that's a value unheard of anymore now i have seen the cowboy way probably close to 30 times i uh, you know i've seen it five or six times I, I i know it i know i enjoy it which was again it was another movie i like bird on a wire i like mm-hmm. cowboy I like way i know Stopper, my mom or shoot gets a lot of crap as being a bad movie, but a I love Estelle, and b it it's not a movie you're supposed to take serious. It's funny. I I like Stopper, my mom will shoot, you know. And I remember vaguely remembering Renegades, so I was like, that yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. A- I yeah, maybe I would recognize it if I'd seen it, but uh, seen the I want to say whatever, the, but- at least on the cover, it looks like it's like Lou Diamond Phillips or something in it or something like that. Like they did another movie together. Okay, that, that wasn't Young Guns. Um, uh, so he wasn't Chavez. No, he's not Chavez. But uh, no, so I bought that. But you 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 say stop or my mom will shoot, and I was like, yeah, yeah, he says. So this movie is buddy cop action kung fu um, thriller essentially. At the beginning of it, uh, the yakuza is is moving into L.A. and Little Tokyo to take over, and they're at a uh, um, a restaurant where Dolph uh, frequents quite a bit. And they come in and he gets into a fight with a bunch of them. And Brandon Lee shows up and doesn't know what the hell is going on. So then he and Dolph Lundgren square off with each other. And then they find out essentially that they're both cops. He's the partner and everything else. And this is the beginning. I'll I'll play a drop as the beginning of the buddy cop hilarity that ensues. You know, all that upper body strength that really slows you down. I'm not slow. You didn't hit me. Well, if I did, you wouldn't be here not arguing but you didn't <laughs> so that starts off a, a chain of events uh, of their kind of again like i said kind of uh rough around the edges with each other but not frenemies kind of a dynamic yeah it's so so they, lethal weapon light yeah uh, 
this is one of those that a lot of I think a lot of people forget about when you talk like buddy cops, um, and they become buddies pretty dang fast. So there's a whole, and I do know there was something that was cut was this little introduction of all of his old partners, all of Dolph's old partners, and they're all saying good luck to uh, Brandon Lee when they're walking through the station mm-hmm. with yeah, the one dude that it. survived. Well, that part's still in it. Apparently, there was a whole nother segment of his last partner and Mm. why it was so hard to work with him. And I want to say there's something that was cut that explained, like, why um, Yoshida killed his dad. And I'm going to say Okinawa was the military base because I'm pretty sure that's where the military base was. Uh, There is one in Okinawa, yes. Yep. I don't want to offend yeah. anybody, but I'm pretty sure. No, no, I had. A I remember that was Karate Kid. That yes, Karate that was Kid was where the the military base was. Yeah, I I actually had a cousin stationed there in the Marines. So yes, Okinawa is there was a military base there, still is. Yeah, Dad yeah. was in Korea. He never got moved over to any of the other places. So that's yeah. So see, that's uh, to me that's the movie suffers because of the cuts, the edits, the fact that. Why did he kill his dad? I have no idea. What to, right. I have no idea what the hell that was all about. And why? Why, why did was dude he left not, in an orphanage? And and well, you know, not just orphanage. Why did dude not just slice that kid's head off? Yeah. His, why did he kill the kid? He pushed his own sword into his face. It's not like he took a swipe with his own katana blade. He shoved him, and dude's own sword cut him. So it's like. Yeah, so, Come yeah, on. what the hell? His origin story is a mix of Splinter and Harry Potter. I don't, I, I don't understand what the hell happened. The yeah. fact that they didn't explain that really hurt the movie. I think I, because I agree. I'm, I'm sitting there watching it, going, "Well, what the hell's his problem? I mean, what, what, what happened? What but, happened? Uh, well, I don't know what happened. No, what I, happened? As I again, we talk about this movie, and I watched it a ton growing up. There were key reasons we all watched this movie, and you know it it gives you everything you want in an action movie. You know, there's plenty of gunfights. There's oh the gunfight and the in the in the martial arts choreography and stuff. Oh, the fight scenes they're fantastic. This is this it gets high marks just on that alone. Which I I, I guess we just answered our own question why the trailer didn't have them talk. Let's just show all the martial arts fights and gunfire because the rest of it is probably not good. And I'm not saying it's not good. I love this movie. I'm gonna. I'm going on record right now. I love this movie. It's in my collection. I watch it all the time. But I also remember being 14, 15 years old watching this, and it was Dolph Lundgren kicking ass. And at 14 or 15, there is also an egregious amount of boobage in this movie. A ridiculous, unnecessary, written-in amounts of it. I yes. mean, even. To me now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, guys, we get it. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. They go into a sushi bar, and you eat the sushi not off of plates, and you're just like, wow, why? And it had no point. Super unnecessary. Yeah, Yeah. no point. But, you know, eh, boobs. Everybody loves boobs. This movie, I will go on the record of saying I never saw it when I was – you know, 14, 15, 16, or whatever it was. No, you watched um, it 40 something. Uh, 45. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> and uh, as I'm recording this, I watched it yesterday. So I won't watch it again. I thought it was really 
talk shit. Damn. <laughs> I, I liked the, like I said, I liked the martial arts aspect of it. I thought the fight scenes and stuff were really good. I thought the um, gunplay for early 90s, 80s was right on where it needed to be. It, was, it, yeah. was, it looked just like it should have from like American Ninja or anything else too. So I don't have the nostalgic vibe for this movie like you would for you to want to watch. See, I watch a lot of movies over and over again, like the Blues Brothers and things like that, because I do have a, A, I think they're fantastic, but B, I also have a, a nostalgic connection to them. Mm-hmm. I don't have that to this. So I'm watching I, it. I get that. Yeah. So I'm watching it with brand new eyes going, well, Dolph's not a very good actor. And Brandon Lee's not a very good actor. And I do like Shang Tsung. Uh, he's pretty cool. And, and the Ninja Turtle guy, he's kicking people's ass. That's pretty interesting and stuff. But uh, and I'm like, well, none of them have shirts on now. Put your shirts on, guys. You don't need to take your shirts off every scene. It, this is a little. Well, they fought. They, they fought in a bathhouse. They did fight in a bathhouse. That was interesting. Uh, you know, the big sumo dude. I love that his. dude. That was awesome. That, that was I love awesome. That fight. So, like I said, the fight scenes were really good. If you could just pull all the fight scenes out and watch them. So the trailer yeah that was that was super fun um so i'm watching it going this movie's not very good the acting's not very good uh again the nudity gratuitous not needed like i don't enjoy that at all that's this is a bit much uh the fight scenes were good and then the ending of it i looked at went yep this is dumb as shit uh i won't get into the ending yet but i watched it let's save that explosive i watched it i I watched it i watched it went well that's dumb as shit. Don't like it. But I mean, but there are some good lines in this. It's some funny stuff like, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Shang Tsung. I forget it. Yoshida. He, Yoshida. He has other gangs in and he's telling them, hey, we're going to be transporting this stuff. We're going to take a cut of yours. And they're like, hey, man, you can't. You're putting this out of business. You're not going to yeah. take a cut from us. Um, so I'll play a, a clip where he takes a katana and he cuts like this biker dude's arm off. Mm-hmm. cuts it from like the i don't know elbow down basically yeah it was like just below the elbow but it was like yeah. forearm gone yeah yeah so and then and well here i'll play it now you have one hand left to wipe your ass with you want to keep it yeah. we have a deal yeah. how about the rest of you yeah, yeah we got a deal man whatever <laughs> yeah so i mean there's don't be wrong like i said from an action standpoint stuff like that was i mean that was cool i'm like that was cool oh, tj yeah he's like, everybody else like yeah man no we're cool we're cool we're with you yeah they're what like yeah no, man no problem man we're good dude don't don't you sucker souls or anything man we're good dude so yeah like that was hilarious uh you know and, and there's some other uh good lines in this that i thought were pretty you know pretty hilarious there's actually- one of the lines quite a few lines that we couldn't even pull for drops no there's a lot of use of the f-bomb in this yeah uh there's one line there's one drop that i'll probably save saving my repertoire cracks me up uh we will get to later on but uh, again like i'll play one more for you and then we can take a break how's that sound i think we can do that okay um they go into a karaoke bar the one with the sushi and everything and they're trying to to get information so they can shake down what's going on. And Brandon Lee ends up kicking the hell out of these two dudes. And uh, Dolph Lundgren stands there and watches him and then critiques him afterwards. How long did you study? Since I was four. 
should have started earlier. That would have helped your form. I was four. There's nothing wrong with my form. Uh, and I had to make a comment to Dan when he pulled that. I was like, you do realize he was probably legitimately four when he oh, started yes. training. Because oh, I, yes. you know, and Dan pointed probably earlier. I was like, yeah, but probably just like basic fundamental, you know, <laughs> make sure you walk and not shit your pants kind of thing. Yeah. But when about you, when four. You're, when your father's Bruce Lee, yeah, you probably come out kicking and, and, and swinging nunchucks right away. But oh, uh, it's guaranteed. Yes. So after Bruce died, though, he was uh, Brandon was trained by a man named Dan Asano. Yes. Uh, who is this little man who uh, once kicked me in the head uh, very hard and it hurt. Um, but that was that's another story for another day. <laughs> Let's take a <laughs> I told you I've been hitting the head a lot. I know. Let's take a break. We will play some commercials from our other friends on the network. Yes. Network friends. Network friends. And when we come back, we will talk more about showdown a little tokyo we will give you the owl ratings the body count and charlie will also explain why he has no butt for a giant man no stick no stick no, around no we won't welcome to the monster movie stop down where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet Join me, Sludge. And I was with the watch the other night, and she's like, why are you watching this? You can quote this movie line for line. That's very accurate. My co-host, Mark. Don't ask me to do a stomp down on this, because it's zero. <laughs> okay, dude. Ruben, what's your stomp down rate? And our brother from Texas, Ruben. It's just, I'm like, wait a minute. They tricked me into watching this. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I felt like. like. As we give you the history, our review, and the stomp-down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around. Available through the Podbean app, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon. Make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just how drunk are we gonna get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, Hear me. kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his times in the territories with PG-13 to his times in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major podcast formats. All right, welcome back to Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Charlie. Yes. Why don't you have any butts? I why, said we're not doing that. Wait, you sure? 
I think that's, Dol- Dolph had enough butt for both of us. That is the burning question, Charlie. If it's burning, you got more problems than worrying about my butt. Wait, wait, wait. Did you lose your butt in an accident? Medic! Nope. <laughs> Are you sure? You remember how you said uh, Brandon Prey came out kicking and playing with nunchucks? Mm-hmm. I just came out with no butt. Oh, well, that happens sometimes. The, my belt's my best friend. It's not black. <laughs> well, it might be brown. It but, might uh, be brown. But uh, no, it's the only belt I got, man. There you go. Why we All have right. to keep doing this. this is... All right, so Charlie <laughs> has no butt, but he does love Showdown Little Tokyo. Charlie, I, I know you do. Why don't you try to convince? Why don't I try? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to repeat what we did on Navy SEALs where I did the checklist, but I will do some kind of quick, you know, we have giant Swedish badass dude that knows martial arts, legitimately knows Mm -hmm. martial Mm -hmm. arts. I mean, unlike Seagal, right? Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You said his name this time. Not well, (laughs) shit. I've already said it one time because I talked about the DVDs. You only got Mm -hmm. one more and he walks through the door. No, um, I'll say Candyman before I say that name again. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Exactly. Uh, but uh, so we have legitimately like giant dude that can convincingly pull off of martial arts. Mm-hmm. I love that opening scene where he's still holding the teacup and he's trying to drink while he's like disarming all of the guys in the little diner. You yep. know, yep. just I believe that. Um, Brandon Lee. Just in the name, I already know he's going to kick ass, and Mm -hmm. I love every bit of that. Um, Gunplay galore. He Dolph carries a fifty cal Desert Eagle. Yes, he does. Chromed out Desert Eagle. They almost never reload. He does his final battle in like full Shogun uh, clothing and robes with the the headband and. Two said, M16s. <laughs> I said, convince me why to watch it. Not. I don't know why. The, how is this not convincing you? He saves <laughs> Tia Carrera single-handedly from a building full of henchmen on his way to escape, puts her in another car while turning around and flipping an Oldsmobile 442 on its side to act yes. as a bulletproof shield, yeah. drives away turns around backwards last action hero style yes. blows up the gas tank and also takes out Aliong like yes. Arnold did yep. yep and pauses for a second with the gun still pointed like yeah i just did that okay so i appreciate the fact that they gave him an, a desert eagle cuz a gun of that size looked right it, for a man yeah. of that size you I'll put that gun that. in yep. anyone else's hands it yes. does not look right. I that's I I have fired one with my tiny little hands years mm. and years and years ago. Yes, I, it makes sense that he had that gun. Totally cool with that. I don't have tiny hands, but it still made my hands look small. You know, if, if the fact that he flipped over the Oldsmobile was a little eh, all right. You know, if over anyone Oldsmobile. other than like Arnold did that, it would have to be Lundgren. I mean, it's not like Brandon Lee went over and did it. No, you know? no. And don't get me wrong, like Dolph Longer in this, he is in fantastic Dude, shape. He is ripped, Jack. I don't know how far away from like Rocky Four this was, mm. but it, it, it's Rocky Four minus all of the baby oil. He is not nearly as oily 
<laughs> until later, I think he's a little more oily. You want to um, give a you want to do an oily scale from now on? We can do that. I guess the oily scale. No. The oily scale. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You sure? I'm okay, sure. I'm just, okay. I'm just, the, my other reasons for loving this, Kerry mm-hmm. Takawa. That guy is a villain through and through. I, yes. I I know he's played a handful of like good guy roles, but when you see that man's face. He would terrify me if I just happened to bump into him somewhere. Cause I'm like, like you said, he's going to suck out my soul or he's going to mm-hmm. cut my head off with a katana. I mean, he literally rapes a girl in front of everyone while videotaping it and then cuts her head off. Yep. Boom. Done. He is the ultimate badass in this movie. Um, like, come on, what else, what are you, what else were you wanting I'm going to, let me, let me preface this. We already know why the story was messed up and it's not the fault of the director or even the writer. We know studio got involved and Mm -hmm. messed it up. So Mm -hmm. aside from, okay, I want a, a story that I can follow. Sure. What other reason is there that this is not a movie you would watch again? The reason. Okay. So him running around in, samurai gear at the end was dumb as shit okay so that he he was running around in his boxers earlier yeah i know that was dumb i didn't need that either um so that was pretty bad as well that it was basically i think it's because uh arnold as ran around in his while he was rowing out to the island so dolph had to wear his running around in his car i, think I that's never put, why that i never put that together because it's the same director because the director yeah the director has a thing for dudes and skivvies i guess you know i had and, to, i had to uh, back up because the part where he's running in his boxers is when they uh-huh. lock they trap him in the car right and then he gets out of the car and he's wearing a sweatshirt yeah. i was like what happened well i backed up and i was like he is literally grabbing a sweatshirt as the forklift is ramming him and mm-hmm. proceeds to put it on like, well, I'm not dying without my shirt on and puts the shirt on while he gets loaded into the car crusher. And I yeah, was just it's... like, I needed to watch that again. Cause he, I was like, where'd the shirt just magically come from? Well, we will come back to the car crusher in a second, but yeah, another no, reason why another reason why is at the end of this movie, mm-hmm. which, okay. I'm, I will give you that. This is one of the uh, most ridiculous deaths of a villain I've probably ever seen. At the end of the movie, he he's chasing him around with a machine with an M sixteen. They had bushido gear, yeah, yeah, in full in full kung fu bushido gear. There, Uh, yeah, let's not forget that samurai gear, and they're having a like a moon. I think it was the moon festival. I think they were saying a parade. I think that it was the moon festival parade. So there's yeah. like everyone dressed up as the, the dragons. Yeah. The they dancers with the masks, samurai outfits and stuff. And they proceed to take swords off these samurai guys in samurai costume for this, Horsemen. for this. Yes. For this, uh, for this, um, uh, parade. So there's and dudes now riding have... horses with real katanas. <laughs> Yeah, they just real katanas on, and then they proceed to have a full-on Highlander-style katana battle 
except a wish.com Highlander katana battle. It's really not very good. And they have this katana battle in the middle of the street while everyone's watching, circling around watching them. And um, they, they fight. Fine. No problem. I can go with that. He ends up killing the bad guy, obviously. Yeah. Runs him through. And yeah. then doesn't pick him up. Doesn't grab him by his belt loop or anything like that. Just holds him by the sword like he's holding um, uh, a corn dog, right? A kebab. And a kebab, and just throws him in the air about five, ten feet or so through the air. Yes. He sticks in a round wooden um, circle, like you would, uh, like uh, you know, like the knife throwing circles that yeah. they put the assistants on, something like that. But it's one of those big firework uh, spinny circles. It's so as fire- he's hanging there, it's a fire the wheel. F- yeah, the fireworks go off. He starts spinning around, and then it explodes in the fire and burns him down and kills him and burns him to, to nothingness in a matter of like a minute. So, I hundred percent agree with you that that ending is, and I know you did it fairly quickly. It, it, he doesn't just get thrown on it and spin around and explode. He gets thrown on it and proceeds to yell yeah. for a solid ten seconds. Yeah, sticks while into spinning, it, spinning. So yep, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Is the sword not going to cut through him? Like if all the body weight had held down, because that would have been a cool that would, final yeah, that, death. Because if it had that, spun him around on where he's upside down and it went right through his groin, yeah, yeah, you know, because he had a fascination so, with those things. But <laughs> um, the the thing explodes, and I a hundred percent agree. It is the most ridiculous ending of an action movie. It's such dog shit i mean i think i think hellbound's ending was almost as good yeah. as showdown look but yeah it, what it, it you're leading up i thought the the fight a lot the before that was actually really well done you know it, the sword play portions i thought were i didn't think they were very good the the martial arts portions of it, because Dolph Lundgren gets disarmed and he's fighting unarmed basically against this, this guy. And some of that looks good. Some of that looks like you said, Dolph could actually throw the kicks and knew the, the, the forms and stuff. Yeah. So it looked fine. Um, he's actually a man who he's fighting with the sword in form as well, too. When you pay attention, Yeah, it's just, it was a little, it felt a little clunky watching it. Honestly, it's one of those things, and I, I, I do, I'm not arguing this fact with you. I'm really not. It's, this is one of those instances that I felt like if they had sped it up ever so slightly, it felt yeah. very slowed down without, yeah. it's, it's like they were filming it and they were getting their moves correct, but they mm-hmm. filmed it in real time and never bumped it that little millisecond yeah. it needed. There, there was a, there was a few times when, um, uh, oh, sh- crap, what's his name? Uh, uh Tagawa, yeah, you, you see that he was swinging at Dolph, and he would, you could see, the blocks looked just like clank clanks. They, yeah. they didn't look like they were actual parries or trying to. There was no force it, behind it. Yeah, it was just very. Yeah, it looked like blocking almost the, the, in a scene. It just it wasn't. The one part was, of. It's one part good. of that whole fight that actually takes me out of it is when Dolph is on the ground and Yoshida comes at him and he does that double leg kick 
mm-hmm. the way they film it from behind um, Yoshida, and then it flips to kind of a side angle of him kicking. The, the sword's in the wrong, was off. Yeah, the sword's yeah. in the wrong place. He was Bad editing. nowhere near set up for that type of move. And I know yeah. we're talking about an probably filmed in the eighties, but you know, but a nineties action. Mm-hmm. I, again, it was no fault of anyone in the movie or anything like that. It was just no, that that's Continu- what continuity issue, bad editing. So I, I give uh, you that that ending was terrible, but there's so much terrible. more movie to that that would not keep yeah. me from watching it though. Like I said, the nudity was gratuitous. The yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was, the, uh, and that's, and that's honestly, us saying it too, you know. And honestly, Brandon Lee's acting was just so bad in this. And I knew him mostly from The Crow, which obviously he didn't have to be an Academy Award winning actor to do. No, he didn't obviously. have a lot of lines. You know, it can only rain. You know, it can't rain all the time. Yeah, it doesn't rain all the time. Um, but, you know, it's it still, I was just watching going, he's not good. It's just, it's not I mean, bad. It's not good. the superior movie for him is Rapid Fire. I mean, it, it really is. But yeah. again, we're talking about this guy's in his... I, We'll just use the word infancy of his mm-hmm. action, you know, mm-hmm. career. He was probably 25 or six or so when this was made. Yeah. And then the director goes, you're a Japanese American from the Valley. And you go to the <laughs> mall and you yeah. drive your dad's car. Your dad's a flipping dentist or whatever he says. Yeah. 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 So what, what, when you're not given a whole lot to work with, you know, it's yeah, like, I mean, what, what, what do I think like Valley kids sounded? Cause I probably went to school with some of them. What, what do I sure. think they sound like? That's kind of what I would picture, you know, what a what? Valley dude would sound like this movie. Okay. So watching this movie, this is one I would like to have a remake of modern Ooh. with an updated script update it wasn't filmed very bad i'm mean, like the camera shots no. and photography is good it looks Cinema- fine cinematography yeah. is really well done it was shot this. pretty good so um modernize it mm-hmm. um uh redo some of the script redo most of the script it <laughs> the script wasn't very good redo most of the script the the elements of the yakuza the guy cutting his own finger off because he disrespected all of that stuff i did like that uh uh, uh tagawa's character being just very ruthless and stuff i See, i liked all of that i i thought that was good i want it i would like this movie if someone would remake it in a modern style and actually give a shit <laughs> about well, I, putting it together and putting it out i think what i i think what I'll counter that with is I want to see something similar to this, but please don't remake it because you're never going to get, I mean, what villain could you picture now that could play Carrie Tagawa's character? That guy just has this look about him that I've, I've not seen it. I mean, we watch a lot of these more, modern action movies still mm-hmm. but we've yet to actually get these we're sitting here talking about the the secondary characters alongside of the main actors when we're talking about this movie mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. says a lot for you know these guys' careers and how why they were even put in these movies i don't think we have that right now and if we do we're not seeing it yeah you know? I, I they're probably out there but again it's probably a generation that 
I, especially I'm not familiar with. I don't watch a lot of. Uh, I just don't watch a lot of movies, especially a lot of the modern day type stuff as much as I really should. Yeah. Um, we but, do a movie you know, podcast, by the way. Uh, yeah. Well, these are old ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I watch one whenever you tell me I have to watch it. I know. So uh, you're doing good. I watched two last night, actually. I watched this, and then I watched Hooper afterwards. 1978, Burt Reynolds. I was going to say, I haven't seen Hooper since I was a kid. Good Burt Reynolds, Jan, uh, Jan Michael Vincent, Sally Jan, Field. Jan Michael Vincent. Uh, uh, Roscoe from uh, uh, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Fellow Kentuckian. Wow. Um, so I watched that afterwards, actually. Um, I mean, I watched, I've watched that's the, an action uh, movie. the Halloween special for the horror show. So I, Terry, that's... Terry, Br- Terry Bradshaw's in that. Uh, so anyway, like I said, I, there's probably actors out there that could pull off something like this. Again, yeah. I don't know off the top of my head, but, but um, the, I, I, I didn't have a problem with the concept of the movie. No, the concept is solid. The concept the, is 90s action. The fight sequences were, were really well done. The... Uh, uh, the gunplay was right on for the era of for gunplay. the era of we're you not know, shooting, re- shooting the Uzi sideways and stuff. You know, it was all made yeah. sense. Every bad guy had an Uzi. The good guys either had pistols yeah. or, for some reason, M16. An M16, yeah. Um, uh, so, like I said, I it just beyond that, it wasn't very good. I would like to have a remake of this. You know, I, now, now if I would have seen it at fourteen. This might movie, have a different a different uh, perspective on it. This movie makes a mark in a 14-year-old. I mean, this is literally one that I've got to think really hard on when I can let Anthony watch it. Just for the nudity. Well, just for the boobs. I mean, um, it's an yeah. excellent action movie that I have zero problem with him seeing, like getting a dude's arm cut off. And I well, know it's, it sounds weird. It's like, well, you're talking you want to let him watch Total Recall. Yeah, but it's like a quick scene that a is memorable but it's it's memorable for a weird reason and it's it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous this one is just like you've said it perfectly it was gratuitous yeah and i know there's guys out there that love that stuff probably some women too i'm not going to judge but there was stuff they just didn't need to be in there The, the the tia carrera part didn't bother me it was all the others and that was a body double. I'm going to break every '90s kid. Look, no, when, when I found when they when, when they film it from behind, it's a body double. When no, I found yeah. out, because again, the other reason 14, 15 year old boys watch this movie was we get to see the chick from Wayne's World's boobies. And you know, later on, like in the 2000s, was when I found out, like, oh, that's not her. You know, that, that'll break a break a break a guy's heart. But I still love. It's this is still one of the the Dolph Lundgrens. Now, this was not going to be the Dolph Lundgren I would have picked for us to watch. We picked no. it because you had never seen this, so I was like, "That's that's true." Uh, we're watching it, but this was this is not the best Dolph Lundgren movie there is. It's obviously not. Oh, no, no. While I think he's probably a like you said, he's the fittest. Mm-hmm. He does fit the character and plays the character well. And again, he's believable in a martial arts movie. I wish he'd have done more martial arts movie. He barely does any in Universal Soldier, you know, because right. he yeah. can't. Yeah. While he holds his own with Van Damme, 
you're not going to overshadow Van Damme in a Van Damme movie. You no. know, it, that's he not going to happen. He won't all that. Yeah. And most other movies he's, uh, aside from like Rocky, was he was a cop like in um, I Come uh, in Red Peace. Scorpion? Oh, yeah. Red Scorpion, he was uh, 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 military. Military. He was, he was just yeah. a regular military guy that gets trained or rescued by um, Aboriginal people. Fanta- Honestly, I would probably have picked that one because I don't know if you've seen Red Scorpion or not. I have not. So I don't know how easy it's going to be for us to find that one. That's the other reason. Like, right, we'll say it right now. If as of this time, HBO Max is playing Showdown in Little Tokyo. So yeah, that's how I watched it. Yeah, it's super easy to get. I I own it. You know, obviously, I I loved it. But um, I mean, my I, favorite Dolph Lundgren movie, obviously, is Universal Soldier. Yeah, I mean that one is probably tied with I Come in Peace for me. But I Come in Peace has a very strong nostalgia thing for me mm-hmm. because it was among the first group of action movies my dad let me watch, um, and. That one just, it really wasn't even Dolph that stuck in your mind. It was the alien dude that. I oh, yeah, he was creepy. The, you know, uh, so that movie's right up there. But, I mean, movie-wise, Universal Soldier's a better movie. I just mm-hmm. don't know. In my personal list, it's probably incomparable. Um, but, no, I I understand your reasoning. I, yeah. I, I kind of. I kind of knew how you were going to respond to this movie because I knew the the ending was ridiculous. It, it really is. There's no, no one can excuse that. The ending is just <laughs> utterly ridiculous. It's I wish bad. they would have redone that. I mean, I would have been fine had they just stabbed him and then cut to the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yes. That would have been much better. If, if, if they would have done that, I would probably have given this movie higher marks than I'm going to. But what I'm watching that, I'm, I'm like... Or just let the rich. thing catch on fire. This let it rich. catch on fire without him spinning and burn him. You know, leave out the... You know, the fireworks could still oh. be going. Oh, And let's not forget at the beginning when he jumped over a car that was coming at I him, I love too. that. I, he, 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 he did the Dragon Bruce Lee... Uh, Mortal Kombat flying kick over the car, and I went. No, nope, that is that is no my one, favorite. nobody that size would have done that. I don't know. Nope. I don't. I don't. Nope. I no. I nope. don't not know. Happening. No, it, ridiculous. They Absolutely said ridiculous. that man did not move like the size he is. That's fine. It's ridiculous. No, I <laughs> I love that scene, and I love how all of the bad guys in the car react to seeing what they just saw oh no that it, part's hilarious yeah it was it's Sato, like, the guy from ninja turtles and like all mm-hmm. the other guys and they're like talk it's all like you know uh in japanese to each other but they're all like you can there's not even subtitles but you know what they're saying like holy shit did you just see what that guy did he just jumped yeah. over the freaking car how awesome was that that was kind of actually cool that was low-key cool guys and they just keep driving <laughs> I think I think I think they were like, "Do you see that?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's ridiculous." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I wasn't. Right. That was not ridiculous. That was that no. was goofy." I will fight you on that one. I gave you everything. <laughs> I'll else drive you a car out. You could just jump over it. Uh, well, this movie does have a few <laughs> memorable se- uh, uh, lines in it. It does. Uh, like Charlie was saying, when they catch him, when Dolph Lundgren and he's, and he's wearing a sweatshirt and his underwear, 
and they put him in a car smasher and then it's supposed to be getting uh car shredded you know like everyone watches these shredded videos now on on youtube yeah yeah it was going through a car shredder it was they they get out but in, this is the they yeah they kicked the, the roof off in, and in 90s out. style they get out right. here's after they get out that that what did that mean a roughly translated out of the frying pan and boned up the ass with a red hot poker there you have it <laughs> you know you have lines like that you you have okay so, that, how no how wild was that line you know not as wild as the next one that's true after after Dolphin and and, and uh, Brandon Lee go and, and get Tia Carrera and go back to Dolph's hand-built Japanese Bogota home, uh, and uh, he boned down on her, yeah. and all the bad guys are showing up, and he shows up in, uh, again, just his underwear. Yep. Uh, uh, then they're going to fight all these bad guys, and then this is, might be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever played. Kenner. Just in case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. Thanks. I don't know what to say. How about don't get killed? Don't get killed. You too. <laughs> I I straight up when Dan, because we pick our drops before mm-hmm. we record. Mm-hmm. Dan goes, is there any particular drop you want? I'm like, well, there's one line that this movie is well known for, but I don't know if we should do it. And he goes, already got it. And he plays right. it. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're going there. Because honestly, that is the line this movie is known for. And it is edited because, and not in the way you think it would be. It, he originally goes, you have the biggest one I've ever seen on a white guy. And for some reason, that was the tipping point. And they took it back down to just guy. Um, there, there are so many odd. Uh, I don't even want to say the words in this movie of them two talking to each other half the time that you're just like, wow, I kind of want to see another adventure with these two. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, it's, it's the writing is, I, they tried to really make them buddy cop and, which I believe it's, it's just not, I believe they were buddy cop. I'm honestly, they just didn't have the one guy that was, that hated the other guy. They actually just became like buddies, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, uh, so the writers on this, I, I looked them up. Neither one of them had written anything like real bad big on this the one gentleman let's see uh uh steven glance he'd wrote written some episodes of the fall guy okay uh, i can see that actually and um another person named uh, last name is brattle street wrote episodes of adam 12 Dra- and dragnet before this movie so i mean dude i can actually see that so fall guy would be yeah. the entire uh him going in by himself to save Tia Carrera. Yeah, it's jumping it's, out of the house and then everything Adam 12 was like the car chase. Yeah, <laughs> so this movie was written by a couple of people who had no business writing an action movie, especially in this time frame. Because they crash a beer truck through a center block wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just the movie was written 
poorly, very poorly. So again, give me a remake with a, a, a well-written script. Don't cut out the stuff to give me backstory so I care about these characters because I don't. And find someone to be a complete badass bad guy. And I'm good. Then I would have enjoyed. Oh, and and of course, don't skewer a guy and throw him on a on a, a cutting board and spin him around. Well, but then I have the movie for you, sir. You know, the next movie do we're things. doing is Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. No, nah, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that would never. That I don't believe that movie was ever made, sir. <laughs> give me all this, but this. All right, I'll give you that, and I think it's still the Yakuza. So I will give you well, Showdown in Little Tokyo Part 2, Frank Castle Lives. If it's the Punisher, it better be the Yakuza, Emily. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I I saw that movie probably once when I was a kid. And I remember Chappie's in it, right? From, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah. Iron Eagle, right? Yeah. He's in Louis, there. Louis Costa Jr. Louis Costa Jr., right, right. He's in it. Um. I I don't remember it, I don't remember much else beyond that except obviously it's Dolph Lundgren and well you know he's not I can't imagine him being the Punisher Dolph Lundgren with black hair that's all greasy and he's on a motorcycle you know in fairness I can't imagine anyone being the Punisher now after all oh, John the Netflix series yeah I you know I just uh, I can't so Jackie's just now, uh, well, she's been into it for a few weeks now, but she has only just started watching the Walking Dead series, mm-hmm. and uh, he's in, John Barenthal's in it. Oh, yeah. He, played, yeah. he plays Shane. I read the books, and I yep. utterly hated yep. that character. Therefore, I hated the actor that played Shane for a long time till he played the Punisher. Like, mm-hmm. even when they announced it, I was pissed because I'm like, I hate that guy. No fault of John Barenthal. So if you're listening, John, this is no fault of yours, but the way that character was wrote and done, I hated it. And then I watched The Punisher and it totally redeemed yourself. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, like I said, I, you know, I've seen, I, I've, you know, I have seen the Dolph Lundgren when, when I was a kid. I own it. And I can't. And I've seen all the subsequent uh, Punisher films. Which were good. I can't imagine anyone else doing it now besides Bernthal. He's just amazing portrayal of that character. No, I I 100% agree. I didn't know know, we were going to jump into the whole Punisher thing. I was just trying to make a Yakuza Dolph Lundgren joke. Well, there you go. You you made one. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that's that's this movie in in a nutshell. Uh, Charlie, you want to, you want to do, you want to do a bit? I want to do a bit or do I want to? Yeah. 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 That one. Yeah. I think we call them segments, sir. So. This one kind of surprised me. Okay. 58. 58 dead bad guys, huh? 
58, yeah, dead bad guys, because no good guy dies in this movie. Hmm. Because I'm not going to count the girl at the beginning, because she wasn't good, because she was smoking ice. (laughs) She was a cracky. Yeah, so that doesn't count. No. And I had to go back. I was like, that seems like a lot. But they, like, take out, like, so many other, like, gang members in some of the fights. The opening, uh... The, the, the fight at the beginning that we totally passed over, I think we did mention it briefly, mm-hmm. but um, he does the Batman entrance. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. Come sh- in, he, down through the uh, the rooftop during the, the kickoff rooftop match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like Yoshida's men like mow down most of the audience, mm-hmm. you, you know, in the whole beginning segment. And then subsequently, there's just always more and more bad guys you know who knows how many he killed at the house and all the other ones that were off screen during like explosions or something you know also i'm going to bring up how did brandon lee a think that that liquid that he dropped um sato in was flammable enough to ignite with a lighter yet not think maybe it's all gonna blow up because as soon as he does it all the other beer cookers explode and the top was open so it's like think, yeah thank you for reminding me of something else that was dog shit about the movie i appreciate that i was like they couldn't just let the dude like drown or act like it was boiling or something you know it no he has to flick a lighter you know ignite it throw it into the liquid and it he looks surprised that it all blows up as he runs away. Now, I'm not a brewer or am I versed much in brewing. I know how to drink the beverages, but I don't understand at what stage of the brewing process would beer be explosive like that. I understand ethanols and things like that if you're doing uh you know corn mash and things but with beer i don't understand i mean i know not every movie can afford it but i really think that they should have looked into having a chemical engineer on set um to walk them through this they did he was doing push-ups looking at you dolph oh and i i I keep remembering things one other thing to try and sway you which i know we're not going to sway you is we got a montage in this movie. We got the training after they survive the car crusher and his girlfriend is taken over by Yakuza. Nope. Got to go train in a montage as I get ready for my final battle. Yeah, it was a, it was a quality montage. It really was very long. It was quality. That he finished up by uh, punching a uh, heavy bag and the, uh, the, fight in the pagoda when he has every Japanese weapon that we thought of as kids. They were like, what do the Ninja Turtles have? You need to have it. He had size. <laughs> he had throwing stars. He had the, uh, the, the, uh, the hook commas. Play. Yeah, the, the com- commas. That's yeah. what you knew where I was going. Mm-hmm. He had all of it, and he's throwing them through the paper walls, uh, killing everybody, and then, you know, the, they, they lose still. But. Yeah, they, they still lost. <laughs> yeah. They, they looked at Sato and went, hey, what were all the weapons that they used on Ninja Turtles? And he's like, listening them off. And they're like, we got golf, golf club, cricket <laughs> bat, hockey stick. They went and asked Gerald and Al, hey, what do you guys got in your trunk? Well, we had yeah. it in an Osmobile, but you assholes blew it up a second ago. <laughs> 58. 58 the body count. 58. All right. You ready for this one? Ready? 
<laughs> I'm so happy I put that together. I uh, I do enjoy that. I really do. It's that, not apparent, bad. Apparently, that sound indicates it's time for our Aliong rating system. That is indeed time for the Aliong rating system. <laughs> when you think of Al, you think of punches and yells, and that's that's what we got there. So, Charlie, on the Aliong scale, how Aliong is this movie? How how Aliong is this movie? Yeah. Oh, many, sir, that changes everything because not only is it Al, it's Gerald, it's everybody That's I right. love. Um, look, I admit this is not the greatest action movie ever made. Heavy, heavy nostalgia in this rating, um, but it's a seven and a half. It's. It's a movie that I feel like everyone should watch because, I mean, for Brandon Lee to really only do three, you know, mm-hmm. major movie releases, you need to see all of them. Um, it's a, it's in the Dolph Lundgren library, as far as I'm concerned. Carrie Tagawa nails it as, I mean, this bumps him way up on my villain list. You know, he's easily kind of forgotten if you're like, if you ignore Mortal Kombat, like if you're really thinking about like the R-rated action movies, you know, he, he sometimes gets left, you know, not thought about. Then you watch this movie going, what the hell was I thinking? This guy needs to be like in top 10 or top 20 at least of, you know, movie villains. Um, yeah, seven, seven and a half for Showdown in Little Tokyo. I, I stand by that. Yeah, he was a real scumbag in this movie. Oh, he was. Absolutely, he was. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff that he was in. Um, I know he was in, uh, he was an extra in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Uh, in fact, I think he's one of the good guy extras in Big Trouble in Little China, isn't he? I think so. I think that's one of the ones where he's, uh, like a good guy, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let me, let me think here. The fight scenes and stuff were choreographed well. The gunplay was done correctly for the time. Uh, God, this movie's bad. <laughs> I, <laughs> so bad. Uh, it does have Gerald uh, electrocuting him on a griddle, and there were some pretty funny lines there about being basted between. Uh, yeah, uh, I wanted cycles. to put that one on, but they yeah. end that the perfect line. With the loudest f bomb I've ever heard in a movie. Pretty good one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's YouTube it. It's great. All right, I'm I'm going to give this movie a. Oh, I'm going to give it five Aliongs. Okay. Uh, I thought about four, but I'm going to give it five because, again, like I said, the the bathhouse scene's pretty good. The the fight scenes in it, it, it was cool. It was cool to see the dude from Ninja Turtles in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the bad guy was a nasty some bitch. I did enjoy that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the one lines, one liners in there cracked me up. They were pretty hilarious. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a five on this one. No, nah, that's uh, that's respectable. You know, grade. I. I'm actually surprised. I was I was really like thinking you were going to be like three or four, but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I was knowing that they they cut it to death because I'm it would have been lower because yeah. I mean and and it actually in all reality should be lower because the film I was presented 
didn't make sense in a lot of ways and kind of sucked. But I'll give it a little bit more leeway because, you know, I know that they did cut it and things of that nature. And that helps kind of go, all right, well, all right, that makes sense. But why just, you know, why? What? Let me know what's going on yeah. with, you know, well, see, I didn't. I- I didn't care about the characters at all for the most part. Um, no, because they cut know, out but, everything you're supposed to care about. Yeah, you, you know you that, really, that's really yeah. Look, I had the same uh, same issue with uh, Near Dark that me and Nate just did. Mm-hmm. That we picked the movie, and I had a, a rating in my head when we picked it, and then I watched the movie, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that rating's way down." And then I watched the making of. And when I heard how they went into the movie and what they were intending the movie to be, it actually bumped it up. So I like now that we're doing this, we have the ability to go on stuff like IMDb or YouTube or, you know, these other things and actually find out the stuff we didn't know back then, you know, because I agree with you. Had had this been written like this from start, God, it would be terrible. This was terribly written. This was just, let's throw every, you know, stereotype of an action movie in this, shake it up and film it. But no. And and everyone from Asian descent were all Japanese all of a sudden. T. Carrera, Japanese. Brendan Lee, Japanese. Everyone, Japanese. And that's a product of Hollywood and at that time. But this, there was something, uh, I, I didn't, I don't want to butcher this, that somebody was like trying to speak on behalf of these people on like, why are they always stereotyped into these roles? Why are they always doing this? I'm like, they still accepted the job. They still did the movie. They know it's playing a character in a movie. Oh, you want me to be Japanese? All right. I'm Chinese or I'm Cantonese or I'm, you know, Korean. You know, they still, it was a paycheck. It's like, it's okay. You know, they still did it. And they, a lot of them are still doing it. So hmm. we'll let it go. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's, this. you know, no political uh, view on it. I'm just saying it, it was, I was just like, she's not Japanese. It's well, I mean, we can literally go in like a, you were talking about. Uh, Brandon Car- Lee, obviously Chinese American, you know. But- you know, you were talking about uh, Kerry Tagawa and some of the stuff he's been in. And I'm looking through his stuff. Like his literal character name in some of these movies is Oriental Man. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes it doesn't even get broke down into region. It's yeah. just, hey, you're Oriental. Come be the Oriental guy and yell. That Al and Gerald made a living off of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they where how hard it's been for us to find a drop for Al to honor him with our rating system we can't even find a good one of him talking other than when he's endo and he says sorry pal you yeah. know yeah and honestly it's not a good lead up for a drop or al goes sorry pal you know so we do punches kick it kicks you know screaming as he falls off of a building or he gets an ice cream cone to the back of the head well, or, it's the old classic Wilhelm scream. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's perfect. You know, Or Dolph Lundgren shoves Gerald's face into Bruce Lee and electrocuting between the two of them, you know. You mean Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Could have been Bruce yeah. Lee in another movie. But, yeah, Brandon <laughs> Lee. One of us was going to, look, I have, tr- you know how hard it is for me to not 
mix up the horror and the action thing on our titles <laughs> and all this. So I slip up calling Brandon Lee Bruce Lee. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's a all point good, got across and I, I'm not standing. I'm getting off the pedestal now. I'm no, off the pedestal. You're, you're all good, man. So show down a little Tokyo, see it for Watch what it. it is. Watch it. You know, like hey. I said, the I think the fight scenes are good in it. Um, you know, I wish it would have been written better for sure. Look, we, we, we know Dan now for 17 episodes. We kind of got a good feel for what Dan considers action movies that are good and high scaled. I didn't expect it to even be a five. So we're going to call this a win. (laughs) (laughs) Cause when you say I've never seen it, you're just automatically going, Oh my God, he's going to tear it apart. And I was making the joke to him that we have our movies picked out for the Halloween stuff. And I'm like, be glad you didn't watch the horror one because I, I think you would have quit the show if I made that the action. One. Well, Although I did say that at Hellbound and you surprised me. So, well, the one we're going to watch is sounds like it's going to be pretty awful as well. So, oh, but it's awful in all the best ways. Yeah, that's what you said about hot shots. Part D. Stop it. I still love that movie. I know you do. All right. Well, as we wrap things up, we are going to go ahead and do our uh, end of the show housekeeping and thank yous, throwing them out. And that's going to post or smash subscribe on all of our socials. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check out Charlie runs the Instagram. Uh, Both the action else? and the horde. Yeah, well, yeah, everything. Yes, every, yep. at this point now, um, the horror group is up and running and running strong. The yes. action group is always been running strong, yep. and we are we we've got some soft drops uh, for something else out there. If you find it and you join it, great. If you don't, that's cool too. For now, I won't even promote it. But yeah, we there is another like... one out there. If you want to soft drop, find it. Yeah. Uh, I want to it's in thank. Beta. Yeah, it's in, it's beta testing. Uh, if you have any emails, you can send us at gmbmampod at gmail.com. Of course, we want to thank Mountain Empire Comics in Johnson City and Bristol, Tennessee, respectively. Check them out on Facebook. And um, everything else you heard during the commercial segment, pretty much. Yeah. Charlie, any, gonna... anyone else you want to? Uh, um, I, I know I said it in the horror episode, but if the action guys skipped it, our our dudes over at Poster Smash, which is James and Bobby, uh, they have a movie out called Witch House, and it has won awards on the international circuit, uh, and they just had their big premiere the other night. So, congratulations to those guys. Uh, That's awesome. Supposed to have them on a show here pretty soon. I think we're just waiting to see when we can get what you call a screener. You know, whenever mm-hmm. a movie's out, they still try to get it out to people to review. Um, so as soon as I can get a screener in my hand, um, we're going to have those guys on probably, you know, probably for the horror segment, but the guys are also super interested in action and they requested a particular movie to be on for. So I'll have to tell Dan about that later. Um, so we may have them on at some point, but that, that's my, my big news as far as that goes and just be ready for our, it's nothing spectacular. We just have some really fun Halloween movies coming up. Uh, movies most people are not going to be expecting from us, but uh, I'm looking forward to them. 
Well, that's it, folks. That's this week's episode. Of course, like I said, if you like it, if you didn't like it, let us know on Facebook, review, subscribe on all the podcatchers out there, Podbean, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Yeah, and if they offer action or uh, or horror, if they offer a way to rate us, please, um, you know, we love to see that stuff. I know Podbean lets you put comments and rating. I know mm-hmm. Apple does. Yep. Uh, think Amazon might do it too. I'm not 100 sure. We're on some weird ones. Like we'll just check the thing, and it's like this is your percentage of listeners on Bleepy Blue Blue Podcast Network. I'm like, <laughs> That's true. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, for a while, we were number one in Thailand, and I didn't see anything in Thailand on us. No, uh, but you know what? Hey, <laughs> we, we uh, maybe we should we should tour thailand now and, and i'll tour show. thailand we'll just, yeah there you go we'll, we'll go to see our fan uh thailand but no if uh it goes it, it helps us out a lot just on getting out there but also just kind of makes us feel good when we know that you're listening and enjoying the show that's true okay we will see you in two weeks charlie will see you next week with a spooky movie. Yeah, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, you got anything to add? I'll be back. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs>